This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. All right, Dynasty Podcast live from Virgin Hotel. Um, we've been here for almost a year at Virgin. We're coming at people live from the cafe tonight. And we have a killer show, and we are starting out the night tonight. Let's just get right to it. Mel Safford from Chicago Ideas Week. How are you doing? Hey, I'm real good. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Chicago Ideas Week, big year this year. We're going to talk all about that, but we always kind of start at the beginning with our with our guests, like, you know, how did you get started with the creative arts? How did you get connected with Chicago Ideas? Like, bring us into your background and what you do. How much time do you have? We have, <laughs> I don't think they open the cafe until like 8 a.m. Oh, okay, so. okay, okay. I'll, do, I'll try and be as quick as possible and you just like wink twice if it's boring. <laughs> um, so Chicago Ideas, I've been a fan since it started. I've been there um, for about two and a half years now. This will be my third Ideas Week and all. So you can figure out how that time it worked out. But um, I started my creative career. That's such a good question. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> actually at uh, Harpo Studios. So I was working uh, for the Divine Miss Oprah. Totally. My great love. I love her. Um, and I was working for her for four years. Um, I was a booking producer for her. So, oh, my God. Um, Look, what a dream gig. It was... It was the dream. It literally was my dream, right? Like, it's all... I remember I moved here when I was six from Michigan, and I was pissed, and my mom was like, no, 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 Oprah's in Chicago. So I'm like, oh, okay, so we're good. Like, like I was just like, good, mom, fam. why are we moving? I love it here. And I was a Tigers fan at, like, six. I'm like, mom... Were you from Detroit? Yeah. Well, just okay. outside, so kind of out for Michigan people outside Canton. So like, okay. Or, yeah. I've got family in uh, Taylor and in Battle Creek as well. Totally. So... My dad lives um, in Grand Rapids still, so when I go back, yep. I go to the G-Rap. Totally. So go to Tigers game. Yeah. Um, I love Detroit. But so anyway, that was Oprah was my draw, like at a mm. young age. And so she, she was just always kind of the holy grail, right? And I just stumbled into it on accident. It was, I was working at Living Social in this amazing job. And my boss was a year older than me and she had been an intern there. And I saw, I was there for like two months and I saw a job open up and she's like, oh, I'll put your name in. That night, I, that night I get a call. I proceed to like throw up. Oh my God. Like, yeah, because this just, Go doesn't <laughs> it doesn't happen, right? That's not how things I'm work I'm 22. Usually. I was like, what? And then I went through like, you know, the interviews were over a week and a half and I had a ton and it was aggressive and amazing. And every time I had to like go to the bathroom after, I had a very like visceral physical totally. reaction to it. But I got the gig and it was full speed ahead from there. And I just had this incredible experience of I, I was on a small team and everyone was total, absolute pros in the business, right? Oh, yeah. So there was, I was the only person that was kind of like, Entry level, if you will. So I got this fast track of learning how to book and learning how to be in the industry and learning the art of relationships and production and creativity and producing with a purpose, right? That was very purposeful. And so, um, you know, as we, as us Chicagoans know, she, Oprah closed the doors at Harpo um, in 2015. And I had opportunities to go to LA and still work for her. But, you know, frankly, she's now with 60 Minutes, which is airing, I think, at the same time as podcast. So, you know, oh my, my mom has some real competition. I, I wonder right now. who has better ratings. <laughs> Dynasty like, podcast like, or mom, Oprah. Are you watching this? She's probably watching Oprah. She's right. like, I'll, I'll catch it on Twitter later. Um, but anyway, she wasn't doing as many interviews, and I just I, I was ready for a switch. And um, another former producer from Oprah was at Chicago Ideas Week, and I had gone over the years and gone to the Edison talks and been sure. so inspired. And I thought, well, let's try this. And I just truly have been sprinting it out since then and I've just truly fell in love with the organization and, and the purpose and I've been there ever since and 
Who knows? That's I might incredible. be a lifer, you know? Well, and, and okay, so that story is amazing on its own. Sure. Like, even You're if sweet. It was, it was a little boring. No, it? no, okay. it's not, like, at all. Like, yeah. there's no part of, like, I was 22 and then Oprah hand-selected me, you know, like... Well, let's not get dramatic. But I mean, people. that's that's a but, that's a killer story, though. Yeah, it was it was amazing. And here and the thing that then I had to grapple with was, well, this was my dream. And then, you know, then the constant became change. It was like the Rosie show was there and then Oprah was launching new shows and then it was the network and then we were going to L.A. And it was that. So it was my constant. I just I was learning at this warp speed every day. And I'm so grateful for that experience. And I still like, I mean, it's, it's such this amazing community of people that used to work for her. And it was, it's just this beautiful thing. Now, before you got to Chicago Ideas Week, or like if there was an in-between of Chicago Ideas Week and Oprah, was there a time where you were like, what do I do? Like, I already had my dream job. Like, how do I top it now? Like, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. I was like, like, where do you go after the top? What the fuck am I supposed to do? Can I, should I swear? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Y- you should uh, okay. swear. <laughs> Not you can swear, but I you know, should swear. I, totally, totally, totally. A hundred percent. I feel like I'm still doing that. And I, I think I've, um, you know, my constant has been working hard, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of doing what feels right. And so I didn't know I would be working for, like, the world's largest affordable ideas festival. Like, that wasn't totally. something I even knew was an option, when I was in college and I was starting my career, I didn't get that. And now, like, even at Chicago Ideas, my, like, journey within this role was, like, okay, start with building our labs program, right? These, like, hands-on workshops in the city. And then yeah. it was, like, oh, we actually want you to do what you were doing before, which is booking, you know, thought, like, world-renowned thought leaders. And I was, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Excuse my language. Totally. But now I'm, like, I'm so obsessed with it and addicted to it and in love with it. And I feel, like, what a, what a special rare role so I'm just gonna stick with this crazy workload and crazy um I don't want to use the word pressure but like you know there it, it it's is it's an expectation right? like it's, though there's an yeah. expectation right and the city is the city deserves programming like this and so I just feel really honored to be a part of it at all well and so Chicago Ideas Week if you're in Chicago you know what that is but it is, it is like this incredible annual um you know um, conference or uh, how would you describe festival, it? Yeah. Festival, yeah. So, sure. um, yeah, it's it's like I said, it's the world's largest affordable ideas festival. So, if you think about um, uh, other ideas festivals, like a like a Davos or a TED Talks right, or right. Um, Aspen Ideas, um, Nantucket Project, things like that. You know, they're incredible. Those are all incredible organizations. But for us, you know, when, when Chicago Ideas was founded, it was rooted in the belief that, you know, those festivals are amazing, but they're extremely, they're expensive. South by I go to every year. And for the first, I mean, for years, years and years and years that I went to South by, I was buying the Platinum Pass to go to yeah. music, film, and, yeah. and, and tech. And that was expensive, you know, $1,000, $1,100. Mm-hmm. And then I st- thankfully started getting the media, whatever, because yeah. I would go cover it. But like... But I was paying that $1,100 out of pocket. And you go and you meet amazing people, but there's this kind of feeling of why is it only like this upper echelon, right? right? Or why is it invitation only? And so for us, we're like, why not create an ideas festival that's for the people, that's open to the public, where the events are $0, $15, whatever, and have ideas not be rooted in income and status and be rooted in curiosity, right? And it's it is it's so attainable and affordable. I mean, one of the one of the sessions you guys have that I, you know, we'll get into the programming of it, but like right off the bat, you guys got Kim Kardashian. I had 
to cop that. Uh, uh, you know, totally. Dynasty Podcast's longtime <laughs> contributor, Audrey Sutherland, who has done so much for this program. Well, you know, I, I, I tapped in to help me with Daybreaker, my other baby. Right. And, and I love Audrey. I love Audrey, her. we could do another three hours about how great Audrey is. <laughs> but Audrey and I, we've known each other for years yeah. um, through the podcast and stuff, and we both know that we are both equally passionate about Kim Kardashian and Kanye West separately together and mm-hmm. I texted her at like 7 a.m. when I got totally. that email that was like for, you know the Chicago IDS week email I think like, the trip broke it at like midnight but right. people didn't see it till like 6 a.m. when I retweeted yeah I sent yeah. it to her and I was like holy <laughs> shit and as soon as she woke up I got yeah. a text I was like we have to go and know. you know to circle this back to the affordability part I was bracing I was like this is easily at a discount 75 bucks easily Probably 150, whatever, 175. It is what it is. I want to go. And then I log on. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is $15. How? (laughs) How is this $15? But that's amazing. It's so refreshing because everything's so expensive now. It's, it is amazing. And I think, I I often think that a lot. I think our entire program, and the other thing is like we're theme agnostic, right? So if you think about, you know, our our 30 or so stage programs and then our um, 100 labs and then our 50 kind of ancillary programs, dinners, meetups, we're partnering with like the Field Museum for post-event meetups, things like that. It's, it's. They're literally either free or 15 bucks. It's just so, it's so important. It's beyond important. And, and, and on top of that, it's like, it's, it's audience curation, right? So in a, in, at the Harris Theater, it's a 1,500-seat house. So in that, there's going to be equal parts entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. as I say, um, you, know, you know, artists, collectives. But we also, we curate each of those audiences with um, high school students from Chicago Public Schools. So our youth yeah. program is huge and it brings 1,200 students a year into these programs. We make sure, depending on the content, right? Like our sex talk, they're not sure. they're just not going to be there unless they want to. Um, but you know, Kim Kardashian, for example, we're going to have there's going to be at least 50 students there. See, that's so awesome. <laughs> the phone is going off in this cafe. Is it my mom? Right. No, She's no, like, no. just letting you know, I'm watching Oprah. She's like, I heard what you said, and I'm not watching Oprah. Um. <laughs> so. So the students thing is so important yeah. too, though, because you know we we do some of these panel events with Dynasty Podcasts, and mm-hmm. I teach at Columbia College, and I really very quickly I would see that every night students were eating like Cheetos and M and M's for dinner, and I go, Yum. oh, they're not paying for a panel, like if they're not buying dinner for themselves, they're not paying <laughs> right. for a panel, and I was like, I want to keep this open and accessible to students, and I have found that to be so rewarding, because it's like a lot of you know high school college students they can't afford a South by Southwest badge, they can't afford like. You know, and I'm not trying to shade South by. I love South by, but like they can't oh, yeah. afford these things. You know, yeah. So making this accessible and affordable, I think, is such a great strategy. It's it's just such a great way to give back. Completely, and we we are. I mean, we're a nonprofit, right? right? So that's another reason why we can do that because we have incredible partners and sponsors that work with us and support the organization and want to bring this type of programming to the city. And the thing that I love too is like, for a city like Chicago, one of the most dynamic and exciting um, cities in the world. Also, you know, some of, we certainly have our own set of problems and troubles that we want to work on, right? But I think what's so beautiful is, you know, what's the the programming and what's the festival that you want tied to the city? And that's why I feel so excited, right? And honored that, that, Ideas Week being the the largest affordable ideas festivals here in my city, in your city. Totally. Right? It's so good. It's so good. It is. And it, it gives back in such a great way. And this year's lineup is so strong. Uh, we mentioned the Kim K thing, which is awesome. But you yeah. have a lot of great Chicago hometown heroes. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of run through a couple of these, you have Elise Swopes doing one, right? Yeah. 
what's Elise doing? What's her session? She's doing actually two programs for us. She's doing one. So like I mentioned, our youth program. Mm -hmm. um, So that's specifically with... um, CPS high school students from underserved neighborhoods and underserved communities and schools. Um, And so she is doing um, a photography and creative process lab with our kids, Mm -hmm. which we, I call them our kids, but students. Totally. Um, The week prior. So we do all these integrative lab and workshop experiences, all with the the mindset of, you know, for, for CPS kids, if they don't see it, they don't know it, right? And so right. a lot of these kids never come downtown. They never go They never go to certain neighborhoods. And so our point is, let's bring you into an experience maybe you haven't seen yet and show you a career that's possible because if they don't see it, they don't know it exists. So it's like, you could be a photographer. You could be a designer. You could be in the, in the creative world, right? And so that's something really special. She's going to do something similar for, you know, the, the, during the week for right. adults and open to the public. But I'm really excited for her youth lab. Well, the, I mean, the student thing is, and again, I, I feel like we, I keep going back to this, but I, I, I think we're both in agreement that it's so awesome and important because a lot of what I hear from a lot of students is just that no one's ever actually said, like, hey, you can do this. Yeah. Hey, you can achieve this. Yeah. Like, you can be this. It won't necessarily happen overnight. It certainly won't happen without a lot of hard work, but yeah. you can do it. And sometimes just even hearing someone say that is just the really big first step that they need to have happen. Yeah. So you'll make me cry if we keep talking. No, about but it's it's so no, important. It's, yeah, no, no, no. And then you have yeah. Joe Freshgoods who's having like maybe just I mean <laughs> he's like, is we, anyone we having just, a bigger year? We can year? just like proclaim it right now, MVP of 2017. I mean, right? seriously, like he's living in 2047. But he it's is. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like MVP of the year. I'm I'm I, he's he's become a, a new friend of mine, if you will, mm-hmm. and kind of in the process of um, having him come on as a speaker. And he's so lovely and just like his energy is contagious. I'm just so thrilled for him to be on a stage and to have people in the audience hear from him and have him be, you know, in the same program as Dapper Dan, right, of Harlem, right? right? Who's a complete streetwear and fashion icon. And I'm like, of course you two should be together. And he's like, you want me on a panel of Dapper Dan? I'm like... Yeah, I do actually. Because you've been killing this right? year. And Jason Maiden, who's um, you know, he's he's from Chicago and, and he's a returning speaker and mm-hmm. I love him and he um he was a Jordan designer and now he's launched um his own streetwear line for kids. And so we're like, yeah, what's what's happening for the next generation and what's totally. what is that how does streetwear dictate culture, right? right? And then even more so, you know, in the in, in the 80s and 90s when high fashion was rejecting hip hop and then with like the start of like Run DMC wearing the Adidas sweatpants and then like um, Dapper Dan making the like poofy um, Louis Vuitton jackets, right? That like Gucci copied and now Gucci and Dapper Dan in 2017 are partnering and they're reopening his storefront that Gucci shut down back in the 90s, right? Like Louis Vuitton and all the high-end brands were like, what are you doing? Shut him down. And now they're reopening it at Harlem. Right. And he's in his 70s. I'm obsessed with, I'm so excited about that program. I can barely stand it. I'll be No, there. I mean, your excitement is like infectious. Yeah, it's no, so it's cool. It's so, it's opening night. It's going to be amazing. Uh, another one that stood out to me is you guys are doing a, uh, and this, this one always stands out to me because of my background. I worked at a Q101 radio here in Chicago for like 13 years. And you're doing a, uh, be the DJ on air with iHeartRadio yeah. yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah. What's what's the like structure? Like, what is that experience like? Well, I don't want to give it all away. Sure. But we did we did it. We this is our second year doing that, so we always do kind of a different spin. But I think that people, I think that people, especially in Chicago, like radio is so beloved, and I think that. Um, what you get to do is meet with um, radio personalities one on one, and it's only a group of twelve. So this isn't like 
that's 30 like people, right? On. It's a small group. And then you'll get to do your own recording in the booth for um, different kind of... I wasn't in radio, so you can help me, but like, you know, the intro bumpers. Totally. The bumpers, the intro, outro, yeah. In TV, we call them bumpers. Sweepers, yeah. um, Yes. Sweepers. Mm -hmm. I should go to this lab. Anyway, um, and we'll record them (laughs) and they're going to air them on the radio, which is so cool. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I'm really excited. And I, I feel like, and maybe this is me, like, I feel like radio... You do your homework. You know the schedule. It's it's crazy. Like, this is something I hear when I do interviews, and I'm not, like, putting myself on at all, but it's like, I'll do interviews, and, like, after the mic's off, someone goes, oh, my God, you knew what you were talking about. I'm like, that's my whole job of doing right, this. Like, right, I don't want right. to get on the I'm mic and be like... I'm a producer, too. I get it. Yeah, get I'm a producer. It. My background is I did producing for over a decade in radio, yeah. so I was the guy putting together that... Now you're the king of the podcasts. talking points. Well... I the mean, reigning king. I, those are your words. <laughs> you guys want to put me in a lab some year? How many years have like, you been doing this podcast? Uh, so, Dynasty Podcast, this is our official tagline. It's true. We, we are the first ever and longest running music podcast in the city of Chicago history. We've been podcasting longer than NPR. Uh-huh. Dramatic pause. Yes. By one day. So, that's what we got going for us. No. Yeah. No, come on. That's not... <laughs> That's not, we don't, know. It's important. I'm going to take a sip of my wine for that. Yeah, do that. So, so it's, it's a really strong year this year. You guys have so much programming, so many great events, so many great speakers, so I much I can't believe you haven't even mentioned Lena Waithe. Yeah. Hometown hero. Yeah, from right? Master of None. I can't even deal. So we, we essentially created that program after, so I watched the Thanksgiving episode of season two Which, of Master I mean, of None. like, that Thanksgiving episode was the standout breakout episode of Master And I love Aziz. Right? I love Aziz. And that, and this season, like, the best moments weren't even Aziz. Right. The best seasons were his amazing cast. Just like in season one, the, oh, the, so the standout good. episode was the immigration episode, which yeah. wasn't as much about Aziz. It was about his parents and yeah. his friend. I think the guy's name is Chris or... That was his cousin. No, like no, his, no, that's his, like, too. Sorry, his, sorry. His Asian friend who, yeah. you know, yeah. Aziz and his Asian friend yeah. in the show, like, it's about their parents' experience. That was the standout episode of season one, and then clearly the Thanksgiving episode is the breakout episode of Master of None of season two. Well, and I had to watch it three times, right? So the right. first time, you're in it emotionally, right? It's Lena right. Waithe telling this deeply personal story that involves, you know, her being a, a black gay woman coming out to her. Her right. mother, who was played by Angela Bassett. I mean, and, just... and this, like, very old-fashioned <laughs> right. approach to it. Right. And then, yeah. so you watch that, and you feel the emotions immediately, right? And then you watch, I had to watch it the second time for all the cultural references. Like, I was, like, dying over, like, the OJ references. And, like, right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Angelo. I was, like, oh, my Everything. God. And, like, the nipples and toes bit. I, yeah. I can't. And then you watch it the third time to really just appreciate the incredible writing and structure of that. Right. And so after watching that... You know, my team and I were like, holy shit, this is insane. And she's from and she's Chicago. she's from Chicago. And so let's build this program around her. And I was like, okay, like, what kind of stage should we do? I'm like, let's put it on the biggest stage of the week, Thursday night, which is always one of our biggest nights. Last, right. last year was we had was our leadership program and, like, Arnie Duncan headlined it. We're like, this is so worthy. And so there's this this incredible power and movement that's happening, that's been happening, but there's been this kind of amazing resurgence, if you will, in, in 2017 of storytelling coming from women of color. Totally. Right? And how important that is and the things that and what you can learn that these aren't niche stories, right? That these no, are, they're universal these are, these themes. Are they're important. Universal themes. Right. We've got and then Lena was into it, like right? Her team was like, she's it. I mean it was just this she's been incredible to work with and um I've had an amazing time. So once she was in then we can kind of create this program around her, right? So we're pulling in Elaine Weltroth from Teen Vogue, mm-hmm. who, you know... And Teen Vogue having a year. I mean, same age as me, and she's the editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue. I'm like, oh, my God, I need to speed up. But um, 
but so she's a woman who worked for Oprah she, at 22. Well, no, but was, she's, she's completely transformed Teen Vogue, right? And, yeah. and completely made it into this progressive next generation publication that our youth should be having. And not just for youth, but like for everyone. And it's right? just the leading post, the charge. The, the post-election journalism they've been putting out is some of the best in the game, right? And Elaine's at the, at the helm of that. And then Bozma St. John, who just went on to Uber's like, hello, right. we need you. And Bozma's like, I got this. So and we're I mean, hear about that, right? And so create a whole program around that. I have chill. Like, I'm so excited. So this year, and I'm, I'm in previous years, Chicago Ideas Week has always had yeah. amazing lineups. But yeah. this year, does it really feel like it's just like, just, you guys literally like broke every in case of fire <laughs> kind of thing? Like, because like, it just doesn't seem like this year could be any bigger. That's very sweet of you to say. No, I, I mean, I don't it. Know, like, just I like listing I, and looking at what you guys have, it's like, it's a huge year. I mean, it's a big year all around, right? So here's what I'll say first is that my predecessors are incredible women that, right. that shaped the program before and had Hillary Clinton and Pete. I mean, just like sure. insane, absolutely absurd get, like, names. Absurd names, names. That, they, that they pulled in. And so but I Chicago was, doesn't get otherwise either. We don't get these names otherwise. You don't have Hillary Clinton. Well, okay, Hillary Clinton's done a lot of campaigning in Chicago. She has ties to Chicago. It's a bad example. But you don't really get like Diddy speaking yeah. here. You don't get yeah. Kim Kardashian speaking yeah. here. Yeah. Like, a lot of people who aren't from Chicago don't come speak in Chicago. And a lot of times, up until the last couple of years, even successful Chicagoans don't come speak in Chicago. Yeah. Kanye has never really done, like, a real speaking thing here. And mm-hmm. I say that as someone who loves Open Kanye. invitation. Oh, God. Come home, Mr. West. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, Mr. West. Like, if you guys get Kanye. <laughs> right. My computer will I'm break with how fast I will. I'm doing the long game for Saint. Totally. He's my, he's my boy. We got right. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, just it just seems like... It, this year in particular, you guys have just like an incredible year, incredible lineup, and it, it's so current and so topical, yeah. and it ties in with people who are, who are doing things so currently right mm-hmm. now. You know, I think in this political climate that we're in, um, people are hungry for ideas. And, they're and for hungry, meaningful. Yeah, for something meaningful, and I think that they don't know where to get the answers from because we're certainly not getting it from our administration. We're not getting it... <laughs> From, no. Right? We're, we're, it's, it's, it's not where it's happening. And people are hungry to do something about it, right? That they want to learn something new and make a difference. And no matter what the topic, right? We're doing it. We're doing, speaking of Sunday night, we're doing a program on the future of football, right? Right. We're going to talk about, about the implications of race in this game that is, that is a, a definitive game for our country, but also right. kind of the safety concerns, right? Like they're the modern American gladiator. We're watching them die, I don't mean I'll cry. No, again. no, but, but I mean, like, I mean, yeah, it's an important conversation. It's a gladiator. Right. And do we care? I don't know. So let's talk, let, you know, we're going to do a session on that and kind of hit the hard points. Warren Sapp's coming. He's excited. Um, he so, really is, but. Okay, so anyway, this year. My point is, I think, that, yeah. I, think that, I think that in response to the climate, um, we were able to, we were hungry too. Like, we as a team. Right. You know, and kind of when we put together the program, we have what's called a brain trust, like a like a, um, you know an advisory board that helps us put on. And so we have these leaders throughout the city that tell us, hey, this is what I'm hearing in my community. This is what I'm hearing here, right? This is what I'm hearing here. And we come together and we shape the program. And I think that because of what we came out of after November and January sure. and now and yesterday, I mean, every second you're just like <laughs> every other minute, right. every other minute, and it feels like you're you're exhausted. And so we want to provide a platform that has hope. And ideas sharing, and not answers, but but um, something to learn. At least learn. dialogue. Yeah, dialogue. Yeah. Really important. So so this year is incredible. Uh, 
a lot of these sessions are on sale now. I know yeah. some of them are sold out, but yeah. but everything's up right now, right? Like every, everything that could go on sale has gone on sale. I or may have still a few more... more surprises for you. Oh my gosh. I know, I know. I may have a few more. We'll see if anything's come through on my phone. I'm definitely going back to work after this. But That's awesome. Yeah. And what are the actual dates of Chicago Ideas Week? October 16th through 22nd. Great. The city's going to come alive. I hope you've seen the street banners downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to paint the town. You know, it's yellow, yellow, and black. No, I know, and colors, it's, it's so vibrant. Yeah, I mean, I look terrible on yellow, so it's a bummer for me. But it's not about me, so that's okay. <laughs> I'm backstage anyway; it's all good. Uh, the website is Chicago Ideas. ChicagoIdeas.com. Yeah. At Chicago Ideas on all social media. Follow us for updates. There's. Um, we have an incredible team that that kind of pushes out, um, you know, reasoning and kind of positions all of our programs and and kind of tells you what's for you and what's not for you maybe what's something interesting and so keep sign up for our newsletter right go online i'm telling you there's we've got a few more things up our sleeves that are going to be coming out i can't wait i'm so excited i'm so excited for this year i'm definitely going to the kim session i i have been talking with uh with your team about like trying to make it to like the live streaming one with audio tree yeah the radio one just because that's that stuff's my bread and butter. That's the stuff I love. I love it. Um, I want to make go, go to the Joe Fresh Goods. Well, I mean, like, it's just a good yeah. year. I'm so glad. I'm really excited about it. And I can't wait to, to hit up some of these sessions. And, you know, the invitation I want to make is that, like, we do monthly panels, yeah. you know, on our end with Dynasty Podcast. Yeah. I would love, like, you know, when it's kind of like your guys' off season. Right. I would love to get Chicago Ideas Week involved with, like, one or more of our panels. Like, yeah. see if there's a way we can, like collaborator or something like that i like it so I like it a lot we can talk after yeah after your busy you know season how to is find over. Me. right okay, um <laughs> this is killer chicago yeah. mel safford like this year like you guys have just not done yourselves and i'm so excited about it and thank you for taking thank you for taking time and like you guys are so busy right yeah. now to come up and talk about it of course and the I other miss it the other thing I have to say thank you for is that, and I won't name the specifics since the event I don't think came together. I don't know, but you reached out to me earlier this year about potentially hosting a discussion. Yeah, I wasn't in town with Joe Shanahan. With Joe Shanahan, you know who yeah. ended up moderating it? Who? Me. I'm sure it was awesome. <laughs> I'll I'm send sure you it was link. awesome. I'll send you the link. It was good. And now what's fun is after that, I don't know if this happens to you, but Joe and I have like become honestly we like a, like I'm obsessed with Joe. If you right. don't know him, look up the interview on ChicagoIdeas.com. But because you weren't available. And I wish I could have done it. I was Next I, best thing. I was out of town. Yeah. No, absolutely. And Not I will really. say this. I've done... It was oh, during South By. It was during South By. That's what it was. You were at the Other Ideas Festival. I was at the Other Ideas Festival. We love Festival. them. We love them, though. But, like, I've done 800-some episodes of this podcast since 2005, and I interviewed Joe Shanahan, and it, it might be my single favorite <sighs> interview I've ever gotten to I do. I love him. Because I love him. you can just have a discussion with Joe Shanahan you can't really have with anybody else because of the, the scope of his experience, the scope of his knowledge, the scope of his insight and ambition and creativity so that half hour i got with him in you know five years ago for their 30th anniversary that is a stand anytime someone says like what's your favorite podcast i'm like i think it's this one man so he's so rooted in positivity and he's rooted in like doing things for the people which is like i'm about that narrative i just sit down with him and you just i I was i mean my cheeks hurt i was smiling so hard i just i i mean the pictures are stupid i'm like sweating and smiling and i love just much like i am Right now, but but I appreciate yeah. that you reached out to me for that because yeah. if I was in town, that would have been a dream gig. So oh that's so great. But as it goes, you'll probably get more email, more emails from me. No, please, please, yeah. I would absolutely yeah. love to be involved mm. when you guys lock in Kanye. <laughs> Say <laughs> or the word. Saint. I'm telling you, long game. Sure. It's all about the long game as a curator, right? Yeah. Long game. We gotta I'm get about it early. It. 
But, uh, but I love this. I'm excited about this year's Chicago Ideas. Mel Safford, ChicagoIdeas.com. Thank you so much for coming out, man. Thank you this so is much killer. for having me. I love it. I really it. appreciate it. And for the letting me drink wine. Oh, my gosh. Of course. During. It's a Sunday night. You know it's a I podcast. Mean? If you're I've, not swearing and drinking wine. If I'm not like, watching Oprah's debut on 60 Minutes, then I'm going to be drinking a glass of wine with you. I love it. <laughs> awesome. You're welcome to hang out yeah, as we have yeah, the other yeah. interviews happen. But I know you got to go as well. So totally. I'm proud to be your opener. Oh, I love it. Thank you for coming up. <laughs> Thank you so much. Sweet. Aww. Aww. So nice. Thank you so much. For sure. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.